0: Self-Society Podcast. We are talking about reconstruction today. The last episode was on deconstruction. I shared some of my own story, uh, deconstructing faith, that sort of thing. I'm actually going to start, kind of pick up where we left off. Um, I really want to honor the time of the of you guys listening, uh, which is why these are, you know, pretty condensed episodes because I want to. I, I just want to be mindful and respectful that you have other shit to do. And so should you be listening to this, A, thank you, you're amazing. B, uh, I want to honor that time and I want to remain consistent with that time. So the last episode, I rushed the ending just a little bit to honor your time. So I'm going to pick up a little bit where we left off. And and then we'll move into the the reconstruction piece. And you know, it'll all fit together like a weird jigsaw, jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> Jigsaw puzzle. Oh man! So the last episode, um, I shared some of my faith, uh, my religion, my my experiences, uh, and what that looked like for me to tear to tear a lot of that away. At the end of the episode, I was d- I was explaining that my deconstruction led me into a space where I did some some relatively awful shit. The problem with with deconstruction is that you can stay there. You have the ability to stay deconstructed. Um, think of think of a wall that gets torn down if if okay, here's a great example. My son's name is Nehemiah. <laughs> Let's go back to the Bible. Uh, my son's name is Nehemiah, and in the story of Nehemiah, the wall got torn down and Nehemiah found it in his heart and was, you know, led by God to present it to the um, royal and religious people or the royal and political people to rebuild the wall. Anyway, without the rebuilding of the wall, the wall can never stand again. That's true for us as well. The same way that we can take a sledgehammer and kick the shit out of something till it falls over. We can do that to our own self. Uh, In some ways, it's healthy and good to deconstruct and to tear those walls down. The reason that I fear most people stay deconstructed is because it's a lot harder to rebuild that wall than it is to tear it down. And it takes a lot more work. Build it back up than to just sit there and watch it stay dismantled on the floor. So, in my in in my personal deconstruction, I found myself in a pretty low in a low place. Um, I haven't really ever experienced I, a couple episodes ago. I talked about my depression um, and depression in general, and I haven't really ever experienced emotional pain like that and depression like I've felt the last couple years, since the last couple years, uh, which has been largely due to some of my emotional and spiritual tearing away. And uh, some of that, I think, is in in good part due to uh, systems and processes like the Enneagram, which I'll talk about in other episodes, which has allowed me the ability to explore myself and um, but the, the, the real joy in finding yourself at a really horrible space is that you get to change where that space ends up. It's not up to anybody else to change where you are. And nobody else actually has the ability to put you back together. We are not Mr. Potato Heads. We can't hand our lives to somebody else, even if that's a therapist, a pastor, a trusted friend, and a, uh, a family member, a spouse, and ask them to put us back together. We can't do it. It doesn't work. It'll never work. And so the, the reason that I'm, I'm so passionate, really, truly so passionate about reconstruction is because I think it leads us to a space of authenticity that most humans don't choose to experience. When when I went through all of the things I did and I, I started to tear away, um, I've lost friends because of it. I've lost really, really great friends that I called family. Um, friends of, you know, 15, 20 years that I cared for deeply, that I still care for deeply. Um, and I... And that, man, that's not fun. Uh, It hurts, but it's up to me to repair myself, right? Um, So let's dive into the reconstruction piece. I think I summed up the deconstruction, how it affected me, how it hurts, how it feels, why I think it is helpful and damaging at the same time. And now let's talk about rebuilding. So one of the things for me that I started to find is that I, for a large part in me working within my religion, I was using it as a platform to be recognized and noticed so that I could create a life that I was paid to do something that I wanted to do. That's about as honest as I know how to be. Um, so there, there were places where I manipulated my faith and my religion to try to serve me in a, in a particular way. Uh, I don't know that that means my faith was ever ungenuine. I just was manipulating it in certain ways at certain times. So as an example, me being able to find authenticity in in this space where I'm at now is really, really helpful because I'm not I'm not looking at any one person or thing or, um, system or institution to make me better or to give me a platform or to fulfill my deepest dreams and desires. Um, and that's because I had to look at the the pile of fucking mess that I had created and I had to start sifting and discarding the things that I didn't want to be there anymore and the things that I was unauthentic about, the things that I um, made people believe about me that I didn't actually believe about myself or whatever. And, And I had to just step fully into, this is who I believe Dennis Gable is, and this is who I want Dennis Gable to be. So, Reconstruction looks a little bit like this it looks like uh, taking a five-gallon jug of change and dumping it on the floor and sifting through to find only the quarters from the year you were born. That's kind of what reconstruction feels like because there's a lot to work through and it's confusing as balls and nobody really knows where to start and how to handle it in a manner that makes sense to other people. Your process of of reconstructing the things that you've taken apart, you cannot, please do not ever expect somebody to go, oh, yeah, I fucking totally get it. (laughs) Because they probably can't. Because their story is different. And what what moves them is different. And what affects them is not the same thing that affects you. Um, Part of what that looked like for me. So dumping out this five-gallon tub, bucket, uh, bottle, whatever the fuck it's called, tub, bucket, bottle of change and sifting through to find only quarters from 1982 has led me to a space where I am a healthier. I'm a a spiritually healthier person, which is weird to say because I don't operate in the same religious or or faith-based space that I used to. And most days, I feel emotionally healthier because my emotion is honest. Uh, and I'm not pretending to be something I'm not. So when I say that I'm emotionally healthier, it doesn't mean that it's all fucking rainbows and sunshine. What it means by for me to say that I'm emotionally more healthy is that I'm actually willing to experience days of depression. I'm actually willing to sit inside of my own emotional state and live there for a minute. And I'm not running away at every turn to just go fucking take shots of whiskey or whatever. Um, Not saying I don't take shots of whiskey. (laughs) I'm just not, uh, I'm not always replacing one with the other like I have in other times. And so for me to be emotionally healthy is not suggesting, and for you to be emotionally healthy is not suggesting that you're happy. I believe that happiness is is involved. I believe that joy is involved. I believe that sadness is involved. I believe that depression um, is involved. I believe that, uh, you know, anxiety, stress about money, all of those things are involved in emotional health because they're all fucking real things. They're all things that we... Feel and experience, and in many ways, have to feel and experience. So, uh, I'm—I believe I'm more healthy spiritually. I believe I have a a more full sense of what God could really be. Now, granted that's not just my own makeup. Like, that's not me just making shit up in my head and calling it truth. Um, I am in community with people where we're dialoguing about this stuff. We're talking, we're, you know, deconstructing and reconstructing together. um, And we're seeking this shit out together. So this is not like Dennis on an island making up his own God and then naming myself Joseph Smith and, you know, coming back to start a religion. But what I, (laughs) oh God, what I am saying though is that I believe I have a more holistic view that if God is who I believe it to be, then it has to live in a larger realm than the box that I gave it before. Um, so that that's some of the spiritual refining that I've gone through. Um, I'm not just reading Christian texts. I'm, I'm engaged in other texts that I believe have historic value, that I believe have insight to humanity, etc. Emotionally, like I said, I'm, there are days that I spend f- three hours just laying in bed because I can't fucking, I can't fathom actually doing life. Um, and that's really hard for me to admit. And I don't like to talk about it, who the fuck does, but I'm willing to talk about it because I know that I'm not alone in that. And that's the whole goddamn purpose of this podcast is to submit myself to you in a way where we can understand that we're not alone. Um, So there are days that I lay in bed for hours. There are days that I start drinking at 10 in the morning. Um, There are days that I wake up and I'm full of life and I'm, you know, as one of my my old leaders used to say, full of piss and vinegar. And I just attack the day and I kick everything's ass and I'm on top of the world and I'm um, as joyful as can be. Uh, There are days that I'm overwhelmed by not waking up with my kids every day. Um, There are days that I am so grateful for the very close bond I have with my 10-year-old daughter and the amazing energy exchange that I have with my four year old son, even if I don't get those exchanges every day, my level of gratitude for them is at like an all time high. Um, relationally, I have lost some friends, like I said, um, lost, you know, people that I felt like are family to me. But what it's also allowed me to do is reconsider how valuable my blood family is I've always lived under this assumption or this, this rule that like family is uh, friends or family and family can be family too. Like uh, family is not designated by blood relation, but by intentionality and commitment to one another. What I've found though, is that I really miss some of my blood family. And so I've spent time and energy finding them again and, and spending energy um, pouring into my relationships with them. And some of that is just showing up and being present because I wasn't present for a long time. Um, having lost both of my parents, uh, I, my mom died at, when I was 25 and my dad died when I was 26. I didn't, I didn't really want to be connected to their families, to my family to the families that reminded me of them. And now that I have my own kids, I'm finding a lot of value because I've had some friends walk away and I've had some friends that I've, in, you know, in some ways maybe pushed away. Um, but I'm finding the value of what it means for my kids to have relationship with the family that can tell them shit that I can never tell them, memories that, that I don't have. Um, because they won't ever know my side of their grandma and grandpa. They'll never know that. And so that's been really healthy for me in this reconstruction is, is finding a, a reinvigorated appreciation for people that have always been there with me. Um, in my, you know, personal, like hobby life, um, some of the reconstruction has led me to be okay playing video games. Like I didn't play video games for years. Um, And now probably a couple days a week, few days a week, I'll sit and play an hour's worth of NBA live because I can. And because I love basketball so much that just to play a stupid game uh, gives me a little bit of joy. And that's something that I never let myself do before. And so, you know, the... The piece of me becoming my own man again and and being really authentic about who that is, um, in my work, like even this podcast, shit, that's a great example. Just the fact that, uh, I'm sitting in this room with my good friend, Mike, recording a podcast that some of you will listen to is proof of my reconstruction, uh, I tried a podcast a handful of years ago. I've put myself in the place of being a quote unquote figure. Um, I've had the opportunity to speak on stage in front of over a quarter million people in my adult life. That's bananas. And and I really like it and I'm really good at it. But I was afraid to step back into this space because my life looks different and I'm no longer identified by the same things that I was identified by before. But because actually some of you encouraged me to do this and uh, my friend Mike is fucking talented as hell. Big ups to Mike. Woo. He's just sitting here trying to act like I'm not talking about him. Um, We're we're doing this thing that I believe will add value to humanity as a whole. So just simply me stepping into this and creating self to society – uh, is proof that I'm reconstructing. And um, my good friend Angie is the one who challenged me that reconstruction, deconstruction and reconstruction, neither of them have a time limit. And she is a thousand percent right. There's no time or space necessary to pressure yourself through this, which is what makes it free and authentic. And so, If you're going through deconstruction or if you've been through that, let me challenge you immensely to step into the place where you dump out the five-gallon bucket of coins and search for all the quarters with your birth year on them. Separate it, sift it apart, and then figure out the things that really matter to you, the things that are valuable, the things that you love, that you want. Like my favorite things episode uh, is actually one of the really great examples of some of those things for me. And I just I'm just really really passionate about encouraging you into authenticity. And nobody has to understand it, nobody has to agree because you get the opportunity to be you. So if you're if you're deconstructing and reconstructing, I'm very fucking proud of you and keep doing it. Keep moving in that Um, If you need to email or want to chat about the process that you're in, please feel free to holler at me. It's I'm I'm totally available um, and I'm not the world's fucking wisest human, but I can at least encourage you that you're not alone in your journey. Um, Again, thanks for listening. You guys are fucking incredible. And we'll do this again real soon. See ya.